This is the Ryder and Lisa Replay. Brought to you by Action Furnace. Fixed right or it's free. You went and checked out Edmonton on the weekend. Yes. Which is a staple in the city. If you're not aware of this, it's a haunted house times a thousand. I mean, you can't call it that anywhere else. That's right. <laughs> and uh, the guy that runs it, it's actually his full-time job. Incredible. And this was probably my third or fourth time going. And every time I get there, I'm like, how did I get here? Why am I doing this? Yeah. And then you go through the haunted house. And when you leave it, the adrenaline rush is worth it. You recorded the audio from it, which I don't even know if this is allowed, but you did it. I just had it in my, my phone on in my back pocket. So I didn't film anything. No. I got to go through it this morning, though, and listen to the reactions, and I've pulled out six of my favorite reactions <laughs> while you're in there. These are genuine, too. Yeah. Like, it is It is so scary. The first one starts with, like, you guys being a little bit scared. There were four of you that went. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, laughing it off a little bit. No! <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is actually going to be so fun. No, that was just our one friend, Michaela. She laughs instead of cries. Yeah, but even like I could just tell by the, the tone okay. that you guys were like taking we're like, we'll it. Be a okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then very quickly on this clip, you proved that it wasn't just a joyous time. Uh, and I can understand why your voice was almost gone yesterday. <laughs> Still some laughter. That goes away soon here. Uh, this is everybody in the group losing their voice. <laughs> I have to say, the actors yeah. are incredible. And Smashed I, bet, it, I eh? bet they just have the best time. Yeah, totally. It must feel so good knowing that what you're doing is successful. <laughs> yeah, good point. Absolutely. Uh, it's so funny that like people will be going back into managerial positions today with no voices. Oh, yeah. And be like, what happened to you this week? Oh, I went to Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this one, I have an admission on your part. Oh. You got to listen to pretty carefully off the start. Okay. <laughs> you hear that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> did, did you? I didn't. Okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure I was saying I... I'm gonna. No, you said I just. No. Ish my pants. Yeah, you did. Uh, number five, your friend Liz answers this question for herself, but did your friend Liz have fun? Last note killed me this morning. Oh, yes. And then finally, this clip once again. This is from uh, Lisa's experience at the like VIP opening of Deadmonton. Yeah, it's on now, I think, right? Yeah. It starts this week. Uh, is this, which I think just sums up the experience. Oh, my God. Like, that sounds terrifying. There's one part. I don't want to give spoilers because it's funny. We were just talking about spoilers and how much we hate them earlier mm. on our show. But if you're going, just know that Pennywise is going to be there. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. If you're scared of it, good luck. Something. Good. Brought to you by the all-new Derek Dodge. Come join our family at DerekDodge.com. Play 107. A new mother posted a cleverly edited video dressing her son 
Um, uh, but it's just like a goofy video that ended up going viral on her TikTok. Okay. As most people, like everyday normal people do. But an optometrist named Laura Brown noticed something in this woman's baby's eyes. One of them had a cloudy appearance and an outward squint just during like a few short seconds of the video. Okay. And she messaged the mom being like, you need to get your son's eyes checked. And it turns out that he had congenital glaucoma, okay, which requires an urgent operation to um, get the fluid drained out of his eye. Whoa. And it saved his sight. No yeah. way. And she said she's actually been to the, she had been to the doctors previously, but was turned away. Incredible. So after getting this like solid advice from yeah. someone who's a professional in the field, she was like, okay, I'm taking this seriously. And it saved her baby. Tell me something good. That reminds me a lot of that uh, fan that was at the Seattle cracking game last year and noticed a mole on the back of the assistant coach's neck yeah. and said, you need to get that checked. And it was cancerous. So, like, he's crediting her with saving his life, potentially. That's wild. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, my story is about a 10-year-old police dog who has retired uh, earlier in the summer, uh, but was handed a huge award, a lifesaver award, for saving 38 lives during the dog's eight-year career with the force. Whoa. And my favorite part about it is it got to go on its first vacation. See, this is what I always think about. When they retire and they don't have to be on duty anymore, don't you think they're like, what kind of life is this? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, the owner, who is the police officer that worked with the dog for the last 10 years, uh, adopted the dog and has two other that are active, Mm. uh, but says that Luna would definitely be working still if she had the choice, but that she really enjoyed the beach. Anyway, she won... This uh, prestigious award, which made the handler cry, who's now her owner, and just love stories like this. Police dogs are so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me something good. Break it down. What shook down? When did you notice what happened? I've noticed it for a while, but I just chose to ignore it. Okay. Because I just assumed it was a bird running across The the roof. Or branches, maybe. Yeah, for a while there was branches, but then those were trimmed, and then that sound went away. But the actual, like, the scattering of feet, I can still hear. And so I just thought nothing of it. But then it was over the weekend that I was like, okay, there's something in the attic. Mm -hmm. And it was near the vaulted ceilings. And it was aggressive. Like, it was like talons. There were Whatever's up there has nails. I'm just going to say that. And it stopped making sounds as soon as my dog Stanley barked. Because he heard something, and I'm assuming yeah. it was what was in the ceiling. But he's kind of, he's a simple-minded, sweet angel, and he assumed it was someone at the door downstairs, so he ran downstairs barking. <laughs> but it stopped the sound in the ceiling, and right. I actually, I got a video of it, and I posted it on my Instagram story and said, let's play a round of what's living in Ryder's attic. It's interesting, because there's lots of different answers. Yeah. So we want to give a little audio clip here. I don't know if it's going to do it justice. Well, you can still hear something up there okay, for sure. Okay, listen to this and hit us up and let us know what you think is living up there. It sounded thick enough to me that I thought a raccoon, maybe. Yeah, so something's living up there. There's no holes big enough for a raccoon to get in that I can see anywhere in the house. Like, I I think a squirrel could get in there through a vent or something. We need some professionals that have dealt with this 
everybody has had some sort of rodent or some sort of animal try and live in their house. It's that time of year where they're trying to set up shop for the winter. Sure. There are ways that a squirrel could easily access your ce- your roof. Sorry, not e- like not easily. Though there's but... trees, big big pine trees. Oh, to get up there, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just don't know how you get in, but but that sounded it's it's like heavy. Unless right. that's something squirrels are doing. Are, what are they building? What are you doing? Is it a is it a skunk? Right. Is it a raccoon? Do we even have raccoons in Edmonton? I've never seen one. We yeah we do yeah yeah I've seen a raccoon. Is here. it a, a bird? Badger? A bat? We don't know. And if you have uh, have an opinion on this and like a suggestion on what to do, because I was just going to put rat poison up there. No, but... you can't do that because that affects the food chain. Because if it dies outside and something else eats it, then that has food. Including that, that potentially has... one of our dogs. No, you just cannot. Yeah. Rat poison is not the answer. Never. But. No. Okay. A lot of people are telling you to just burn your house down. Like, that's the number one answer on the text. Because <laughs> it sounds heavy, right? If you're just tuning in, play it one more time for the listeners. Why is it stomping around? It's like mad at its partner. <laughs> oh, you think there's like, more than one? Oh, God. Yeah. Sam says, I bet it's a duck. One of my good friends got two, two different times in her bathroom vent. It's funny you say that because I had a neighbor reach out saying that their neighbor, so it's just someone down the way, had a duck in their fireplace. What? It fell down their fire pit. I don't don't even see ducks around here. Never see a duck. Alyssa says she'd move into her mom's house. It is really creepy, especially when your 10-year-old daughter comes downstairs and she's like, It's moving again. I can hear something above me. (laughs) Poor kid. She's like, I've heard of squirrels attacking people. I'm like, well, it's not going to come into the house. Hopefully. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We'll keep you updated. Another good tip, though, for pest control especially when it comes to mice they hate ivory spring soap they really do everybody that comes over to my house is like what's with the bar of soap and i just have them like in front of all my access points like doors and stuff i just throw and it's what my grandpa used to use in all the farm machinery he'd put up bars of ivory soap under the seat and stuff and it would keep mice out of the machinery so i was like well i'm putting it everywhere then (laughs) i even bathe with it just to make sure they don't come around me yep rihanna has uh has made a cryptic post, I suppose, but everybody knows what it is. It looks like the Lombardi Trophy, which is awarded to the winner of the Super Bowl. So what does this mean? Is she going to just go up there, perform for a solid 13 minutes, banger after banger, and then at the end introduce a new song that we've never heard of? Is it finally happening? Because when was the last time she released a new song? Like 2014, I think, would be my guess. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I, I hope it is with new music and usually it is they'll have a tour or you know something to promote that's why they hit that big stage because they don't get paid to perform at super bowl it's just the clout you get from being the super bowl halftime yeah, but last performer. super bowl halftime show there was no mu- new music coming out yeah i think there was yeah dre released a oh. new track at around that time or a couple i don't think it was a full album release if but. right now you're thinking eh about rihanna we have this compilation they're really short clips Listen to how many songs she she has that we love. Yeah, that she has the choice of selecting for this. And, like, the amount of artists that she's worked with in the past, heavy hitter names. Like, I think it'll be Calvin Harris, and I think it'll be Drake. Could be Kanye West. Could be Eminem. 
who performed last year as well. Could be ASAP Rocky. Good point. This is the compilation, though. This will get you fired up mm-hmm. for February 12th. 12th. I had the DJ skills of some of the guys that come around here, like Chad Cook, who hosts Friday nights. So I could have beat matched that and just made it all real smooth. Yeah, but it, I just wanted to showcase how many tracks she has. It there. was choppy, but it was still worth it. Because, wow. And yeah, was Love on the Brain her last song that she released? I feel like she might have been featured on like something. Rude, but it's- Rude Boy, that would have been one of the last releases. Yeah, she's got some tracks, though. I'm excited. Hopefully it uh, is a full-blown comeback we see from Rihanna, who is likely headlining Super Bowl on February 12th. 1K Wordplay. So Lisa thinks everybody's been picking me lately, but she thinks that's a bad idea because I've been... Crapping the bed lately. Yeah, you said it you a little to- more vulgar than that. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. Kristen, your caller seven. Woohoo! Who is your teammate today? Well, I did go with Ryder last time, so I'm going to go with Lisa this time. Oh, so Christian has gotten through the last time we played 1K Wordplay. Yeah, like eight months ago and or whatever. How much money did you win then, Kristen? $75. Okay, well, hopefully we could do better today. Yeah, that's a nice warm-up. Three out of five ain't bad. 60%. Let's see if we can't get 80 or 100%, which would give you a 1000 bucks. So for those just tuning in, uh, Lisa is out of the room now. I'm going to give Kristen, caller seven, five words. She's going to tell me the first word that comes to mind for each of them. And then we'll invite Lisa, who is her teammate, back in for everyone that matches. It's 25 bucks. If you get all five, it's 1000 Word number one, Kristen, is baskets. Uh, baskets. Um, ball. Word number two, porcupine. Needles. Word number three is sleepy. Tired. Word number four, diamond. Ah, diamond. Um, sparkle. (laughs) And word number five is autumn. Fall. Yes, good answer. All right, we'll invite Lisa back in and see how much money we can get you. Ready, Lisa? She did good, yeah. Yeah? There's a a couple of pretty tricky ones here, but I thought she did well. Okay, let's do this. Word number one, Lisa. Autumn. 
Paul. 25 bucks. <laughs> Word number two. Basket. Ball. There easy. we go. Easy, easy. Checking off the easy ones to start. <laughs> oh, no. Don't do this to me. We got 50 bucks so far. Word number three is sleepy. Bed? No, what is it? What was it? Tired. That's a good answer, too. Yeah, that is a good answer. (laughs) What do you mean, two? Pumping your own tires low-key over there? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we got 50 bucks. Let's make it 75 here. Porcupine. Needle? Yeah. 75 bucks. I was going to say rodent, but then I was like, is that porcupine or rodent? (laughs) I don't even know. And final word is diamond. Ring. Ooh, that's a good answer. Oh, she went with sparkle. That was, that was my second. That was my second guess. Sparkle is good. Okay, so seventy-five bucks. Matched your seventy-five from last okay. time we played. <laughs> Perfect. Have a great day, Kristen. Thank you for playing. Thank you. Your next chance to play, Ryder and Lisa's one K word play is tomorrow morning at seven fifty. What's the right age to green light a cell phone? My kid has been asking nonstop for one. She said uh, four out of her five best friends have one. So. She thinks that uh, Use their she's phones due. then. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess I'm on board with it. Yeah. Uh, but it would come with a bunch of rules. Yeah. We asked you on Facebook, and a bunch of people are coming in with great answers. Jordan says, as soon as they start leaving home alone, they get their phone. No passwords. Only approved social media. Nothing's private. I'll go through it whenever I want. I take chores to pay the bills, so we don't have, and we don't answer any phone calls from unknown numbers unless there's an adult there. This one's an interesting perspective. Danielle says, I don't believe there's a specific age. It has to be judged on the child's maturity. Some 12-year-olds can handle it. Some 16-year-olds can't. Mm. The rule here is full parental control of the device, including passwords, app approval, and access. Also, no cell phone at bedtime. That's a great rule. I could see like how easy it would be for a persuasive kid to get the rules bent in their favor though like mm-hmm. even no social media was talked about if if we get her a phone and uh but then she's like lisa your rescue dog stanley needs an instagram account you want me to manage that for you because she knows i wouldn't <laughs> yeah and that would be her way in <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's you know following buddies on instagram and she's got <laughs> social media but it's just a dog account but that's what i mean by how like easily all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, just until bedtime you can, you know, have your phone. I'll come in and get it and then you forget. And like she'll never talk to you ever again. Oh, that's Head what I'm phone. worried about. That's my biggest concern is like I don't want to lose this phase. We're having so much fun. Like her and I just mm-hmm. are best buddies. We chill. And uh She's so fun. She's awesome. And she's there. She's present. Like it's my phone that becomes a distraction quite often, and that's sad to say. I should uh, give my head a shake. But as soon as you throw up another phone in between us two, I I just feel like a lot of those conversations don't end up happening or a lot of those laughs don't end up happening. You know, I'm even worried about like her posture if she's looking over her phone all day. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not healthy. It feels like a piece of that innocence and 
that just wonderful vibe mm-hmm. is going to just be consumed by technology. So what are your thoughts? Do you think Ryder's overreacting? He's being a bit too protective. <laughs> Genuinely, though. Uh, my name is Dawn. I've got kids between the ages of 15 and 30. So I went through the MSN phase the whole bit. There is no payphones. And you can't, you can't knock on anyone's door anymore. Um, as soon as they start going out, even to the store by themselves, they, they need a cell phone. You can restrict it, all that stuff, but I'm really big on it. But if they're home, they don't need it. Like, they, like if they're under 12 and stuff like that, they really don't need the messenger that much or whatever. But just, you have to just monitor absolutely everything yeah. and just control everything. There's no privacy on a cell phone and let them know that. And when you want to look at it, you're looking at it. And um, if they're talking to somebody, who you're talking to? It's not a friend. No, I need to know a name. I need to know who you're talking to. Right. And inter- interrupt the phone call. You have to be really strict and protect your kids. Yeah, yeah, so, awesome. I love this perspective. Yeah. Thank big, you, Don. Big, big time. All right, take care. Have a great day. Cheers. Jeremy wrote in saying we got our nine-year-old a cell phone the biggest problem we're noticing is the inability to moderate their own screen time she is always on her screen and is becoming very moody my advice is to set boundaries with the amount of time they're allowed to be on it at least until they learn to use it in moderation there's more to life than technology see it's so tough to be that role model for your kids when us as adults are are addicted addicted to to our phones. Like I notice myself, even when I have a day off or I'm on vacation, it's a routine. I will open my email and then I will open this. The email is always in there. And I'm like, no, I'm not checking my emails today. Right. But it's a habit. It just becomes like second nature, which is very scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a moment yesterday where uh, I think my daughter was bored (laughs) and he just came up to me. I was watching football on the couch and she's like, do you want to go play catch? And I was just like, yeah, I'd love to. So we went and played catch. But if she had a cell phone, would that have happened? Probably wouldn't have been bored. She'd be texting a buddy or whatever. Yeah. And I would have just kept watching football and there's a moment lost. So yeah, it's uh it's a fine line. But we really appreciate all your opinions. Uh we can take the conversation over to Facebook. Just search play one oh seven Y E G over there and you'll be able to contribute and read other people's opinions if you're in the same boat as me. Yeah, absolutely. And completely at a loss is what to do with this. We are joined by Jennifer, the CEO of Discover Coding. Please let us know what's going on lately. School has started. There's a lot of days off coming up. And anytime there's a day off school, we're running a day camp. Fun camps like Minecraft where they get to code mods and do some team building. Roblox game design camp. Create your own app. YouTube, Minecraft, lots of fun stuff. Do you have any promotions going on right now? We have opened up a lot more classes of our Code Academy program. Now they can drop in twice a week, eight classes a month, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, where they can come in, learn how to create fun video games and projects, uh, learn computer science, explore and tinker with our STEM stations. And the promotion is we have Founders Lifetime Promotion where you get $50 off per month. So come check out our website for details about that program. And where can people find you online? Discovercoding.ca. And on social media? Instagram and Facebook at Discover Coding. Awesome. And this is great for parents if they're like, oh, no, there's a PD coming up, PD day coming up. What am I going to do with my kids? I don't have a babysitter. We got a lot of friends that bring friends along. It's always fun to learn with uh, friends or, you know, you go there to meet new friends with similar interests. The Ryder and Lisa Replay. Brought to you by Action Furnace. Fixed right or it's free. Play 107.